welcome to Christ Covenant Chapel podcast with Reverend Kingsley Ayesu. We are a Bible-believing church with a sole purpose of positively impacting our generation. We are elated that you joined us. Wherever you're connecting from, we believe your life will not be the same. Now, let's tune in to today's life-changing message. Hello, friends. It's always a joy to be with you. What a blessing to be alive. Thank you for meeting here once again and allowing me into your space whilst we do life together. We've been talking about relationship matters. And I've said that you can never make it in life without meaningful relationships. Our greatest need in life is not money or things. Our greatest need in life is meaningful relationships. I have realized that our greatest pain and our greatest joy come from the same place, relationships. So last week, we looked at the fact that offenses will come, and we looked at how to deal with them. The one thing we dealt with was learning to forgive those who offend us. Forgiveness, oh, it's never easy, but truly necessary if we want to live the life God has purposed for us. When someone wrongs you or you become offended, whether it was a small infraction like something said during an argument or a more malicious act, it is reasonable to get hurt. By definition, an act of injustice is unfair and our response leans towards evening the playing field. We want the other person to receive what we think they deserve. And we want to receive what we think we deserve. However, as Christians, we are called to forgive. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, the Bible says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, again, the Bible says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. This week, I want us to look at the consequences of unforgiveness. The master said offenses will come. In Luke chapter 17 and verse 1, Jesus makes a very profound statement. Bible says, Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. From our discourse last week, we looked at Matthew 18. Continuing from the 21st verse, the master illustrator begins to paint a graphic picture of the consequences of unforgiveness. 
he tells this wonderful parable found in Matthew 18, verse 21 through 35. I want to share that with you. He starts off by saying that, the Bible starts off by saying that, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. You see, you are coming from the master's presence and you are forgiving even when you didn't deserve it. The same thing that you said to the Lord in prayer, the friend said it to you, but you refused to budge. Before we can begin to extend forgiveness to anyone else, we must recognize that forgiveness has been extended to us. In the parable we just read, the servant did not realize that he has been forgiven. In the narrative, I want us to consider three lessons from the master. Number one, the unforgiving servant was called wicked. This means God sees your unforgiveness as wickedness. 
When you refuse to forgive, God says you are wicked. We forget that once upon a time, we were hopeless sinners and needed forgiveness. Many a times, we are like typical drivers. When we are learning how to drive, we are patient and we expect other people to be patient with us. But the moment we become experienced, woo, we treat other peoples with contempt, forgetting that we were like that once upon a time. That is how many of us become when we come to a place of so-called spirituality or so-called maturity. We look at others who are struggling in some areas of their lives and we say it and we look uh, say things like, look at that. If they were truly Christians, they wouldn't do this and that. However, if you were a Christian, who understands that you have been saved by grace and not by works, you would not criticize someone who is beginning to crawl. Friends, there are different levels of growth and we must acknowledge that and live it out. You see, you may criticize others for gossiping, but maybe you also eat too much and you are proud. All sin is sin. Every mistake is a mistake. And before God, just so you know, no mistake or sin is bigger than the other. In this life, I admonish you to learn to accept people for who and where they are. The absence of this is why the church is full of hypocrites. We are forced to conform. And because we want to fit in or be popular, we begin to behave a certain way without real change happening inside of us. We are conforming without transformation. All in the name of becoming popular. Popularity is expensive. The price of popularity is conformity. The question is, what if the people who are pressuring you into popularity are no longer there? What do you do? Forgetting that once we were sinners saved by grace, we go off tantrums and say such things as, if he does not come to apologize to me, I will never talk to that person again. Oh, my friend. So when they came and rolled on the floor, crying their hearts out. What did you gain from it? Since when did you become God? Since when did you become deputy God? Number two, the master was angry with the unforgiving servant. It means that your unforgiveness may put you on the wrong side of God. In Psalm 7 and verse 11, the Bible says, God is a just God and God is angry with the wicked every day. I mean, can you imagine waking up every day? I mean, every day and God is angry with you every day. Can you imagine that? I definitely do not want to be that person. Number three. 
the master delivered the unforgiving servant to the tormentors. The place of torment can be right here on earth for some of us. There is a place of torment that unforgiveness can lead you to. Right here on earth, people are being tormented. You can be tormented physically. You can be tormented emotionally. You can be tormented spiritually. You can be tormented psychologically. Science has proven that a lot of physical ailments can be attributed to lack of forgiveness. Sometimes the only deliverance you need is forgiveness. Someone may decide today to forgive today and that person can be healed immediately of all ailment without the laying of hands or without medication. A lot of psychosomatic diseases have been associated with unforgiveness. I heard a story of a Methodist preacher who was suffering from rheumatoid arthritis. This preacher's joints were loaded with calcium and he couldn't move. One day, he heard a message on forgiveness and he decided to take a journey of forgiveness. So when he remembers an offense, he verbalizes it and forgives. He wrote letters to some people. He called some others. The list goes on and on. And before he knew it, every bit of his arthritis had left him. You see, the person you are angry with, possibly even hate, and as a result, harboring all sorts of negative feelings inside of you is ultimately hurting you and not the other way around. Sometimes in a church setting, you have pastors who are angry. Bishops are angry. Leaders are angry. Elders and deacons are angry. Workers are angry. And church members are angry and unforgiving. And we all pretend we are having church. See, being a pastor, I do understand that sometimes the things people do and the level of ingratitude is quite appalling. We forget that our leaders and pastors pay a dear price that defies imagination. We do not know how much it takes to do what we do. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not bread and butter. It is not about suits and ties and the flamboyance. The calling can be painful. Paul said it this way. Who is it that is hurting and I'm not hurting? Who is it that is burning and I don't feel it? He internalizes the pain of his people. And truly, if you are a man or a woman of God worth your salt, you can understand what I'm saying. And yet one mistake, one mistake and one bad pronouncement and people forget everything. And it is painful. I understand. I get it. I have realized that if I have to be a blessing to the world, bring healing and deliverance and bring my destiny into fruition, then I have to learn to forgive. 
Forgiveness is never an option. It is a total cancellation of a debt. The truth is that the anger and unforgiveness in my life will never compete with the grace of God on my life or your life. Forgiveness is the key that unlocks the chains of hatred and the hammer that breaks the back of bitterness. When I talk about forgiveness, I am talking about surrendering my right to hurt you because you dealt me with a blow. And even though I am justifiable to retaliate, I choose to look the other way. That is forgiveness. It is amazing how people can cover up things until they are angry. Is it possible that as you're listening to me today, deep in the recesses of your heart, you have a file of unforgiveness on somebody? Can I admonish you to let it go for the sake of the gospel and for your own sake? Are you nurturing an offense? Maybe it is a trust betrayed where you shared your innermost things with a close ally and some way, somehow, it became public notice. I get it. You are hurt, frustrated, and angry. And understandably so. But please, can you forgive? I am not saying go back and share with these people again. Because sometimes people interpret forgive and forget to mean we should go back and be betrayed again. No, that is not what I'm talking about at all. You can forgive and yet be very careful and not open yourself up to vulnerabilities again. It is called wisdom. There were three pastor friends who met at a prayer meeting and they decided to pray for each other about their weaknesses. So they decided to share their weaknesses to one another. The first one said, my problem is drinking. I drink too much. The second pastor said, my problem is fornication. I just can't help it, but I sleep, I, I, I sleep with anything in a skirt. The third pastor was just quiet. So the two urged him to share. And he said, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Let's just pray for the two of you. But the other two insisted. And finally, he told them. He said, my problem is my mouth. I can't keep secrets. So with the information that you just shared, I can't wait to go out and share it. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Sometimes, when people know a secret in, their, in your life, they use it to hold you hostage. Friends, what is a secret here on earth is a scandal in heaven. Please, learn to be quiet. There is a time to talk and a time to keep quiet. Some of us just talk too much. And this has caused a lot of pain and offense. Some of you are walking around angry 
because someone knows your secret and they are using it to control you. A little boy got a toy gun as, as a Christmas gift. And with excitement and joy, he went out to shoot some birds, but he shot nothing. Returning home, dejected and frustrated, he randomly shot the gun and he hit his grandmother's duck. The duck dropped dead. Looking around and seeing no one, he dug the ground and buried the duck and went home. Unfortunately for him, his sister had seen everything that had happened. And this sister held it over his head for the longest time. When they sat down for dinner, after dinner, it was his sister's time to do the dishes. His sister said, oh, Tom said he would do the dishes for me today. Tom said, did I say that? Sister said, remember the duck, grandma's duck. So Tom said, oh yeah, I said I'll do it for him, for her. He went ahead and did it. The next day, it was her sister's turn to clean the, 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 the kitchen. She goes like, oh, Tom said he would do it for me. Tom said, I said that. She said, remember the duck. This went on and on and on. And finally, Tom just got tired of it. So he went to grandma and said, grandma, you know what? You know your duck that died? I shot it. I killed it. I killed it. My grandma said to him, Tom, you know, I have known it all along. The very day it happened, I was standing by the window and I saw everything that happened. I have just been waiting that you would come and tell me about it. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. That thing hanging over your head, God knows it already. Go tell God and forget about it and move on with your life. Don't let anybody hold it over your head and use it to manipulate you. Tell God and be free in the name of Jesus. When God has forgiven and wiped your slate clean, and when Jesus has forgiven you, nobody dare bring any accusation against you. Maybe hateful words were said about you and you are bearing the scars. Maybe you are walking around with bitter memories. Maybe you went through a divorce and you cannot move forward because of that. It hurts. Listen to me. Life is bigger than divorce or any other challenge. God is the porter and he can remake you again. Is it possible that you were mistreated as a child, sexually abused, and you were silenced? And when you told, no one believed you. Are you still carrying that burden? You need to let it go. Forgive them for your own sake. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Maybe a wife or husband needs to forgive their spouse. You may say, but pastor, he is guilty. I know, I know. But don't you realize it is the guilty who needs forgiveness? Maybe you need to forgive your former employer who fired you under some unfair circumstances. 
Could it even be a former pastor or a current one that has offended you? Forgive them. Let it go. Bible says when his master heard about how unforgiving he has been and how he treated his fellow servant, his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Jesus said this to us, so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother, his trespasses. After all, when he taught us to pray, he said we should say, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. I have said many times that it is not the temporary offenses that kills you, but rather your permanent attachment to them that does. Forgiveness does not stop someone else from causing pain, but it stops you from having to live with it. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot change what is in another person's heart. You can only change what is in you. Forgiving each other and not holding any grudge are necessary for your journey into destiny. These characteristics are traits that we should be striving for as Christ's followers every day. Forgiveness doesn't mean nothing happened. Forgiveness means you are able to move beyond what happened. When the offense is no longer holding you back, you can live free from the bondage of the infraction. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings me to the end of our time together this week. I hope for us to pick up from where we left off next week, God willing. Until then, I will see you at the top because that is where you belong. Shalom. Thank you for connecting with us today. For more of this content, be sure to subscribe, share, and comment. Engage with us at Christ Covenant Chapel on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Join us same time next week on our next episode. 